I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.3 The Fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the coach, John Cantera. This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time. And Braden Surprenant. Elion Noah in the near side, cuts it to 35-40, runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40, 35-30, 25-20, one man to beat, 15-10, 5, reaches the end zone, touchdown Helix. From player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week, we've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Well, good evening and welcome to the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan and our High School Football Show each and every week is sponsored by the Eric Ferretti Save a Life Foundation and their team of medical professionals who urge you to screen your teen on November 3rd to prevent sudden cardiac arrest. Register for a free, and I say free, heart screening at epsavealife.org slash the fan. Well, Coach John Cantera along with Braden Soprano. Braden will be along a little bit later on in the program. We've got a great uh, program for you tonight. We're going to get into uh, uh, a couple of things that went on today and uh, in, in this week around San Diego, namely the commissioner, Jerry Schneep, stepping down after nine years along with his assistant, John Labita, they're going to call it a career at the end of the school year, but we got a big ball game tomorrow night here on 97.3 The Fan, our game of the week, and we're going to go to Cathedral Catholic tomorrow night. you got number uh, three in the county, St. Augustine, having a marvelous season to this point. They're 6-1 and one overall, 1-0 one and oh in Western League play, and they'll take on the Cathedral Catholic Dons, or 7-1, and one, and they're 2-0 and oh in Western League play. We'll have the game for you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan, and of course our Radio.com app, and as we do each and every week we uh, visit with both uh, coaches that we're going to be calling their game tomorrow night we start off with a visiting coach but uh, not a visitor uh, that we're not accustomed to talking with the outstanding second year head coach at St. Augustine Joe Kramer joins me on 97.3 The Fan. Coach Kramer how are you? Doing good, Coach. Thanks for having me. Ah, great to have you tonight. I got to ask you. Uh, you know, we talked to you quite a bit over the last uh, year or so since you took over the job. You won a lot of football games. You won a Division One title last year in that uh, miraculous uh, goal line stand against uh, Helix on that two point conversion. You guys are off to a good start so far. But this week, uh, the the Charity Bowl. What's practice like? Is it a little bit different, uh, even though you want to keep every week uh, pretty much the same? This week it's got to be a little added uh, incentive, I would imagine, from the players. You and the coaches probably don't have to say too much. Let's just put it this way. It doesn't take a lot to motivate the Saints, man, when it's Cathedral Week, man. They just come (laughs) out. Uh, We installed the game plan on Monday afternoon after school, and uh, they were really focused, and we had excellent three days of practice with a great walkthrough today. So, um, you know, they're, they're definitely mentally there. We just got to make sure we can go out and physically do what the game plan is. And um, if, if we can execute and not make, you know, big mistakes, then I think we got a chance. But, but they're a really good football team, and our, our guys know it. So uh, we're, we're going to have to play really efficient and not make big mistakes. Boy, last week against Lincoln, you guys won the game 48-31. to Kind of a, a crazy game. You guys scored three defensive touchdowns in that win. 
Yeah, our our defense had uh, not not only the touchdowns, but early in the game, uh, in the first and second quarter, we had uh, four stops inside the red zone where we didn't give up any points. Uh, Lincoln, obviously, is really good on offense. and They're moving the ball down the field, and I was just proud of the way our guys kept fighting, and it's something we talk about in our program, play the next play, and that's what they did. And if, if we just continue to do our job, uh, play after play, and kind of comp- compartmentalize what we're doing on the field, uh, we, we should have a chance, but that's always our focus, play the next play. Joe Kramer, the head coach at St. Augustine, joined us tonight here on our high school football show on 97.3 The Fan. How many guys from defense did you uh, lose a year ago, and uh, how many of the guys that came back are uh, you know, really stepping up uh, maybe with some leadership that maybe they didn't have uh, last year because they were underclassmen? Well, last year we only lost uh, two starters off probably one of the best, finest defenses in St. Augustine history, so – uh, having nine guys back who are battle-tested guys, and um, you know, two—excuse uh, me—three captains on the on the defense of the team. So they really take pride in just being one of those defenses that plays hard and reads their keys and uh, doesn't do everyone else's job, just does theirs and understands that each man has a gap in the run game. Somebody has to cover down in the pass game, and if we do that as a team and as a unit, uh, we we should be good on defense. But I'm just proud of the effort that they give out. And, uh, you can't ask for much more. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Byron uh, Cardwell. Uh, he's uh, playing a little bit on both sides of the ball. I know he had a big 72-yard uh, 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 return, actually 74-yard, and then he had a 72-yard touchdown catch. Uh, how's he performing? Because I know a lot of college scouts are looking at him. You just mentioned two 70-plus-yard touchdowns on offense and defense. So to answer your question, Coach, he's doing really good. Um, he's very explosive. Uh, he, he always comes up with a big play, it seems like, when we need one. And we definitely needed one versus Lincoln because we were having trouble moving the ball. And so we said, hey, they're really focusing on stopping Byron in the run game, so let's get him out of the backfield. The first big touchdown was swinging out of the backfield and him catching a pass and getting out in space. And that's usually not, not good for the um, opponent. So um, anytime you know Byron's making big plays, we have a chance to win. But he's doing a great job behind that offensive line. He's getting better and better every week. And uh, – you know, I think um, as long as Byron secures the ball this week, we got a good chance because I'm sure they're going to try to stop 21. Let's talk about uh, a guy that's uh, picked off six passes. Great article today by my buddy John Maffey on uh, Evan Gibbons. Talk a little bit about him because he's really uh, come up with some huge plays so far this year. Evan Gibbons, yeah, we, we call him Gibby. That's what everybody knows him as um, at St. Augustine. And, um, he's an unbelievable football player, first and foremost, but – uh, probably an even better kid. I mean, he's a 4.0 plus GPA guy. Um, he's, a, he's a team captain. Does an unbelievable job in, uh, on uh, defense as a safety, also in special teams. He's a great uh, tackler in space. So uh, he does a lot for us on our football team. And uh, he, he's a great leader. And, uh, you know, it's, his hard work is paying off. That kid works really, really hard. So I'm very proud of him. And, I'm, you know, I'm just thankful that he's on our team. You know, I want to ask you about your quarterback situation because Angela Peraza uh, won a title for you a year ago. He's a great athlete. I know he's committed to USD uh, as a baseball player, and it looks like he's having a pretty good year right now. But you also had a transfer, a kid by the name of Richard Colmanero, who transferred in from Eastlake. And I'll be honest with you, Joe, when I saw him play last year, I saw him play against Helix, and they got beat that night. But I was so impressed with him. I thought he was one of the better young quarterbacks in the county. How are you uh, rotating these guys? Are you rotating them? And how are you keeping them both happy? Well, we've been rotating them for a, a few weeks because both of them are really, really good. And uh, it's kind of one of those positions where it's not like a linebacker position where you can just move them to the will instead of being the mic. And 
uh, you know, he he's in the game anyway because he's one of the best players on the team. But our philosophy at St. Augustine is we play the top 22 players, and we better make sure they're all on the field uh, for a significant time. So that's the same thing we do at the quarterback spot. Uh, we're a program that if, if you earn playing time, you, you, you deserve it. And Colmanero's done a great job coming in, learning the offense. Uh, it's not easy to learn. Um, our offensive coordinator, Neil Bright, does a great job along with our offensive staff. But um, he, he's earned the right to be on the field a lot because he, he does a great job, and he's more of a pocket guy, and Angelo's more electric on his legs and can also de- deliver the ball downfield. But uh, both of them are good, so we want to kind of throw the uh, you know two-quarterback system at the defense and make him prepare for both guys' skill set. We're visiting with Joe Kramer, the head football coach with St. Augustine. Again, we got the uh, big ball game tomorrow night. They're expecting somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, ten to 12,000 fans up at Manchester Stadium when the ball gets kicked off tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And if you can't make it, uh, we're going to definitely have the game for you at 7 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app. How's uh, the wide receiver, a guy you brought over to the studio earlier in the year, Samuel Scape? What kind of senior year is he having so far? Sam's doing a great job this year. Um, I think he has seven or eight touchdowns. Uh, you know, I think he's just over 400 yards receiving, and that's with people keying in on him, understanding that they have to stop number two. Uh, so that's pretty impressive after having a huge junior year just to come out and be as productive as he has been. Uh, he's also a, a guy that can play both sides of the ball. He comes in on defense. Uh, he had a huge interception for a touchdown last week against Lincoln. Um, so we put him and Cardwell on the roof in this dime package we have. Uh, when we think it's a passing situation. So having those guys back there, and, and you know, in, in particular, Scape and, and Cardwell, because um, both of them had huge pick sixes last week, and that, I think it really helps. And uh, Sam's doing a good job. You know, he's uh, definitely a threat on offense, can play all the receiver positions. So uh, we're very lucky to have him as well. Hey, Coach Kramer, I was looking at the stats. You have a young man by the name of Tyson McWilliams, 12 catches, 290 yards, averaging over 24 yards a catch. Tell me a little bit about him. And the scary thing is he's actually a better defender probably. I mean, he's an <laughs> unbelievable corner. Uh, he has 20 offers at, at, as, a, as a defensive player. So uh, for him to step over on the other side of the ball and say, hey, coach, give me more. And, you know, I, I want to get on the field as, as much as possible. You know, we're not going to argue with that because uh, he, he can do some special things on offense as well. So, and not to mention he's our punt returner, which you know is a guy that you have to trust to put, to, uh, put, put him back there and catch the ball. So uh, he, he does a lot of stuff for us, and he punts. I can't forget about that, but he also punts the ball. Uh, he does a lot of stuff for us, and we're really proud of him, and we're we're really glad he's here. Hey, Joe, uh, you were a Saints before you, you took over, and last year was your first year. You won a Division One title. Is it any different this year being a second-year head coach? Could you talk a little bit about that? Uh, there got to be some differences from that first year when even though you knew a lot of the kids, uh, now you're going from assistant to head coach, and now you're in your second year, and you got a title under your under your belt? It doesn't feel much different. I just try to take everything day by day, and so does our staff. Um, the only thing that's different maybe is just getting to know people more. You know, a, a lot more people are wanting to talk to me from Saints community, and, um, you know, we have an unbelievable fan base, great parents. Uh, I couldn't be happier being at St. Augustine High School, and I'm uh, very thankful every day when I just uh, get out of my car and walk into that facility because uh, there's a lot of special people there, and um, the, the atmosphere as far as athletics and academics and the arts uh, is just incredible. So, I'm just thankful. I don't really try to think about stuff like that too much. You know, I try to work hard. I think if I do that, um, I think we have a chance to be successful. And so I'm just thankful to be at Saints. All right. Take me through uh, what it's going to be like uh, being a Saintsman, getting ready to play Cathedral Catholic from uh, uh, the time that the kids arrive on campus until that ball's kicked off at 7 o'clock. 
Well, it's it's almost one of those things where you're trying to calm your team down because uh, they don't need any extra motivation for the game. So uh, we're going to try to treat it like a normal game as far as, you know, I'm not going to give them five pregame speeches. They're going to get their normal <laughs> one. And, and we're going to go through our walkthrough and kind of just go through our process. And, uh, you know, we, we believe in our philosophy at St. Augustine that if we do that, uh, we'll have a chance. And certainly we're the underdog tomorrow. Um, but, but our guys, I think, are ready. I think they're, they're, they're ready to play a hard game. And, um, you know, I think they understand that it's going to come down to four or five plays. And uh, if we just kind of go through our process and play hard, I think we have a good shot. Well, we're looking forward to being up there calling the ball game, and I have a feeling uh, uh, tomorrow night's game won't be the only one that we call with uh, the Saints been involved uh, moving into the playoffs. Thanks for the time, and good luck tomorrow night. Thanks a lot, Coach. There you go, uh, Joe Kramer, a great uh, young head coach of the St. Augustine Saints. That's going to be a heck of a ball game tomorrow night. I'm uh, really excited about not only being able to be there, but I get to call this game along with my buddy Braden Soprenant. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to go to Cathedral Catholic. We're going to be joined by their head coach, Sean Doyle, next, right here on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Hey, this is Desmond Tawa, running back for the Vista Panthers. Vista plays here on 97.3 The Fan. And yeah, welcome back to our high school football show. Coach John Cantero, Braden Soprenal will be along uh, shortly with me. And we're also going to be talking to the head coach of Hilltop High School and a couple of his star players. Uh, Drew Wesling will uh, be by after the bottom of the hour. But we talked with Joe Kramer, the head football coach at St. Augustine. Now we're going to uh, go over to the home sideline for tomorrow night's ball game in a game you're going to hear right here on 97.3 The Fan at 7 o'clock. St. Augustine taking on the Cathedral Catholic Dons. The Dons right now sitting at 7-1, and 2-0 in Western League Play. And head coach Sean Doyle, nice enough to join us tonight on 97.3 The Fan. Coach Doyle, how are you? Fantastic. How are you, Coach? Uh, doing well. Looking forward to the ball game tomorrow night. I can only imagine the excitement hosting this game tomorrow night. I've I've heard uh, about the big tailgate parties that are going to be taking uh, uh, a part in it uh, with both uh, St. Augustine and Cathedral Catholic, and then we're going to have a huge crowd tomorrow night. Th- this is what it's all about, really, I think. Yeah, it's a real special night for night for high school football. A great opportunity for the kids to play in front of an incredible amount of people and uh, just having a great time. Uh, I saw some good news uh, coming out of Cathedral Catholic uh, uh, recruiting wise. Your big offensive lineman Logan Burson is going to accept a scholarship and continue his education up there at Stanford. That's really exciting news. Yeah, he, he's he's super excited about it and. Uh, what a great place to, to go play. We have a young man, Casey Tuhill, who's up there right now, going to graduate. And then Jake Lynch uh, is a sophomore up there. So he, he'll just be able to follow in a line of kids going up there. You know, I want to ask you, I want to go back. Uh, we did that game where you guys got beat by Helix. You guys were coming off of just two uh, huge victories uh, uh, over uh, nationally ranked teams. And you get beat that night by Helix. And, you know, Sean, I've known you a long time, and I've always had a lot of respect for you. But I was so impressed how you handled that after the game. And I was telling a couple people from Cathedral, I was watching, and even before the, the time ran on, on the clock, you were already walking across the field to shake Robbie Owens' hands. And I just thought that set a tremendous example that night. I don't know how many people really uh, paid attention or, or noticed it, but I did. And, you know, congratulations. That was just a great sign of great sportsmanship. Well, thanks, Coach. I mean, they they did a great job that night. You know, um, we we like you said, we had come off two incredible games, and 
and maybe that energy just got sucked out of us that, that night. It was just too much to have three of those in a row, but uh, I thought our kids fought hard to the end, but the Helix had a great game plan and, and uh, put it together when they needed to. What was practice like that next Monday and Tuesday, getting ready for your next game? You know, it was kind of somber. Uh, I, I, the, the kids obviously didn't expect that after those two huge victories. Not that they took Helix lightly any way, shape, or form, because you can never take a Helix team lightly. Uh, but there was just, there was some somberness about it. But they shook it off real quick and and uh, you know got ready for East Lake and you know a team that you can't fall asleep on either. You know, I take a look at your football team. I mean, you're pretty deep in just about every area. Guys are coached up, uh, fundamentally sound players. But, you know, I know I'll look forward again tomorrow night like I did in the Helix game. Your offensive line, this is one of the better offensive lines uh, I've seen in a while. And how about in all the years that you've been there uh, at Cathedral, is this one of the better ones you've had, you think? I'd say across the board, there, there there's no question. It, you know, there's there's been a couple real good ones. And, and eight and sixteen, when we won state, obviously, you got to have a great offensive line to go that deep and win. And and uh, you know, I thought we had it in those years, and uh, I think this one matches up with them. We're visiting with Sean Doyle, the head football coach at Cathedral Catholic. Again, we'll have the big ball game tomorrow night at seven o'clock. And uh, one or two ways uh, you can get it on the air, but if you want to go to the game, going to be tough to get in. Uh, tickets uh, went very, very fast this week. You might be able to uh, look through a chain link fence or something. But we're going to have the game for you here on ninety-seven three. The fan kickoff at seven, and we'll also have it on the radio.com app. Uh, DJ Ralph, we had him in studio a few weeks ago, and I asked him. Uh, about you know what it's like uh, a second year in the wing T offense. He said he feels much more comfortable this year. How about from a coaching standpoint? What's different about him this year than we saw a year ago? Oh my goodness, it's all the difference. Uh, not only in his incredible off-season work ethic to get him physically ready, he throws the ball uh, with so much more velocity and and uh, and, and further. Uh, but his reads in our offense are fantastic. Uh, again, you know, he's used to – he came in used to being in a shotgun offense all the time, and so he's taking snaps from under center from the first time. And, you know, some people think it's not a big deal, but it, it's a huge deal. And in our offense, you know, he turns his back quite a bit to the defense on our fakes, you know, whenever we're doing play action. And to do that and then get your your, your head downfield and be able to pick up open receivers – um, on our play action passes is, is not an easy thing, but uh, he's done it unbelievably this year. Plus, what a leader. I mean, the kid just uh, takes takes that leadership role uh, to a whole new level and, and does a great job with it. You had uh, one of the best running backs in town last year. In fact, he was the CIF Player of the Year in Sean Poma. He's replaced by senior Xavier Watson. Good article in the uh, paper this week on Xavier and talking about his dad, E.J. Watson, who had an incredible career at La Jolla, went on and played at Colorado State for Sonny Lubick. Talk a little bit about Xavier because not only is he a good football player, outstanding baseball player as well. Yeah, I mean, Xavier's already got an offer to Arizona for uh, baseball. Uh, you know, got it last year as a junior, so he's a heck of a baseball guy. Um, but he really loved to play both in college. Uh, you know, we were blessed to have Tyler Gaffney, who was able to do that at, at uh, Stanford. And I think Xavier has the ability to do both in college. Um, he's a big downhill back uh, that does not mind mixing it up in the middle but it's got some good speed, you know what I mean, when he gets out in the open. 
Um, and he's really, again, taken that role on. We've had a number of, of backs over the years uh, that have been big backs in the county, and uh, he's just had no problem taking that role on. We're visiting with Sean Doyle, the head football coach at Cathedral Catholic. I want to jump over to the defense and ask you about a couple of guys that have been real stalwarts for you here uh, for a few years, and one of them is Devin Dye. And, boy, what a likable young guy. I mean, he's a tough, hard-nosed guy, yeah. but off the field, what a nice smile and what a great personality. Yeah, he, he is. He's just one of those uh, super positive, always, like, smiling personalities uh-huh. walking around campus and, uh, you know, just makes people around him up. Um, and, he, and he is a fantastic player. Uh, again, you know, he and, and Jordan Allen have really become the leaders of that defense who uh, did a tremendous job last week, you know, stopping a heck of a running back at Madison Springs. And, and uh, you know, I, 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 they're just taking this defense – uh, under their wings, uh, it's pretty young defense. Uh, we really only have, you know, one defensive back and then the two linebackers returning from our defense last year. So uh, they, they've, they've taken these guys and, and, and lifted them up. Coach Doyle, uh, you mentioned Jordan Allen, and, and I would ask you this the same about Devin Dye. Devin Dye, Jordan Allen, both these guys are playing at a very high level. Uh, uh, people know who they are. Uh, what are they getting right now as far as sniffs from uh, Division One schools? Well, there's, you know, San Jose State, Utah State, um, New Mexico, New Mexico State. Uh, I, I'm going to forget some of them. So, uh, but, but they've got a decent number. Both of them got a decent number of people coming in um, and looking at them. Jordan has Syracuse, uh, Arizona State, Florida Atlantic. It could be Florida International. I can't remember which one. I mix those guys up all the time. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, so – and it's starting to grow more and more as the season goes and people uh, really watching what they're doing. You know, I asked Coach Kramer this, and I would ask you, and I know it's your home game, and uh, you guys have a lot of rituals. From the time the young men show up tomorrow to go to their first period, uh, what's the rest of the day like before kickoff? Well, we do the same thing every game. And, and really, you know, hopefully during the day they're just getting – getting through class and, and getting the things done, take the tests and do the assignments they have to get done. And then after school, we, we go right and we say mass right away. And, and, uh, and then we have a pregame meal and, and then we do a walkthrough and, and then the kids have, you know, a little bit time to get ready, but we've been doing that since coach Halamoto's years, you know, 30 some odd years ago. So it's just something that is carried over from that. And I think it's a great tradition that we have at, at uni slash cathedral. Well, we're looking forward to being up there tomorrow night. We're going to get there early, make sure we get a, a parking spot, and uh, should be one heck of a ball game. It'll be fun. It'll be great to have you guys up there. You guys do an awesome job getting high school football out there to the community. Hey, uh, Coach Doyle, thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds great. Thanks, Coach. All righty, there's uh, Sean Doyle, the head football coach at Cathedral Catholic, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, being up there tomorrow night. We've got, uh, again, uh, the game on Radio.com and 97.3 The Fan. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined uh, here uh, shortly by Drew Wessling, the head football coach at uh, Hilltop High School. We've got a couple of his star players here tonight, 
and uh, we're going to uh, visit with them. And then when we get into hour number two tonight, we'll uh, get you a couple of breakdowns from around San Diego County. We'll uh, get to Drew Cowell. He'll uh, cover North County, and we'll go out to the East County. It'll be Adam Paul. We're going to get into the CIF rankings, the Union Tribune rankings, the Cal Prep rankings, and uh, we'll get you some of the matchups for tomorrow night as we work our way towards the end of the regular season of high school football. A quick timeout coming back with a whole lot more. We're going to 11 tonight right here on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Byron Cardwell. I play running back at San Augustine High School. And the Saints been played here at 97.3 The Fair. Uh, welcome back, Coach John Quintero with you to 11 o'clock. Braden Soprano will be along uh, in hour number two. Uh, thanks uh, for joining us tonight. Always have a great time each and every Thursday night, 9 to 11. And a couple of great head coaches on uh, earlier. Uh, Joe Kramer, the head coach, St. Augustine. Uh, Sean Doyle, longtime head coach up there at Cathedral Catholic. And we've got uh, in studio, I think, in my opinion, one of the brightest young head coaches in San Diego and probably Southern California for that matter. Uh, I enjoy watching his team play. A couple of weeks ago we did the game. I followed his career as a player. Uh, Drew Wesling from Hilltop High School in tonight, and he brought two of his uh, star players, senior linebacker Gage Scruggs and uh, senior quarterback uh, Javen DeAnda. And gentlemen, great to have you. Thanks Thank for you. having Thank us. You. Thank you for having us. Uh, great. Uh, you guys are off to a great start. You're uh, sitting at 6-1, and one, uh, Coach Wesling. You guys open up tomorrow night on the road in league play in the Metro League. You're going to be down the road to take on the Chula Vista Spartans. And talk a little bit about your ball club right now. 6-1, and one, uh, doing a good job. 6-1, and one, and none of it because everyone's 0-0 zero zero starting tomorrow in league play. So we're excited uh, with our non-conference uh, accomplishments and what we've learned and, and found out about ourselves and the team. And uh, our rivalry game is tomorrow, the Kiwanis Bowl. Uh, Kiwanis Club down in Chula Vista sponsors the game, and uh, it'll be Chula Vista's homecoming, a school with a lot of tradition, so it'll be a packed house, South Bay game of the week. Shout out uh, PPR for hooking us up there, and uh, I'm really excited, but I know our players, especially these guys and the seniors, are much more excited. Well, uh, Gage, I'm going to go over to you. You're a starting linebacker, having a heck of a senior year. You're also a, a great track athlete. You, you wrestle as well. You do a little bit of everything. Uh, you you kind of had a, a circuitous uh, route to Hilltop. You actually uh, transferred in a few years ago from Mississippi. Tell me about that. Uh, yes, sir. My my grandparents came to Mississippi. They they adopted me. Got to thank them for everything. Wouldn't be here without them. And Coach Wesley and the guys just brought me in with full arms and their family now. Oh, that's great. Uh, how, how do you feel about the way you guys are playing right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, everyone's just blowing out. It's, it's really nice to see a team like this come together and see people you love win because we have a lot of playmakers, and every play you see someone new make a play, and it, and it feels really good. Javen, I'll go over to you. Uh, starting quarterback at Hilltop High School, you guys got this brand-new field. Uh, we were so impressed when we went down there a couple of weeks ago. You guys had a hard-fought win that night against Benita Vista. What's it been like uh, playing for uh, Coach Wesley, a former Division One college quarterback? I mean, it's great. We 
can only learn from him, and just his energy, you just feed off of it. And then when you have all sides of the ball firing, special teams especially, it just helps out the process and getting dubs. Hey, uh, Drew, I want to go back to you. We're visiting with uh, Coach Drew Wesling and two of his star players, Gage Scruggs, uh, a linebacker, and uh, Javon DeAnda, a starting quarterback. You took over this program four years ago. Uh, kind of talk a little bit about what it was like, uh, you know, going down to the South Bay and, uh, you know, trying to get this program going. You guys had to deal with the stadium being built. I mean, you had some obstacles early in your, your career down there. Talk about that. I think uh... – you don't know what you don't know. And I remember mentioning that the last time I was uh, getting a chance to talk to you guys. And every school, every district, every place has its own pros and cons and issues. And, you know, getting a new field is always uh, a challenge because it has uh-huh. to go through the bureaucracy of public money and all those things like that. So uh, what we feel most fortunate about is all those peripheral issues are second to having great players and, and great support from our administration and the parents and if you got great guys like these two guys who work their butt off and and, and just come to come to work every day excited about playing football then we'll figure out the rest of the stuff yeah these guys look like blue collar guys to me these are the guys that i can relate to a little bit and and gage i want to talk to you we were talking out in the lobby uh, uh before you came in uh, you're a three sport guy you wrestle and you also run track but let's talk about wrestling how'd you get into that and what weight class do you wrestle at well, actually, last year was my my first year actually, and I, and I in Mississippi we don't have wrestling, and it's something I always wanted to try, so I, I gave it a shot and I wrestled, I wrestled one uh, sixties, but I was weighing in like one fifty six, one fifty five, and I I like to wrestle up because it's easy to get on the big guys because they're not as fast, you know. And I say it's the same thing about our football team, we use like other things we have in our our advantage to it. And wrestling, wrestling's been fun. Uh, let me ask you this, and I'm going to go over to Jave, and I want to talk to him about his basketball career a little bit. And I'm going to come back to you eventually, and we're going to talk about track. But when you went out, number one, why did you go out? Just because it's something you always wanted to do? I like to challenge myself, really. I like to dominate in, like, every aspect of life, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's, uh, you know, on the on the football field, on the soccer field, on a basketball court. I just really like to challenge myself. Uh, that's uh, why you're having such a great senior year right now. Uh, so I'm going to stay with wrestling here for a minute. When you went out for the first time, and you knew nothing <laughs> whatsoever, and, and there's guys that probably aren't half the athlete of you, but they knew all the moves, they knew the techniques, they knew the leverage. What were those first practices like for you until you started to kind of get the feel of it? I was like, <laughs> I came in like a bull in the china shop, really, just all all muscle. But I, my first match, I won. And that tournament, I went pretty far. You feel far. pretty good about yourself, yeah, weren't yeah. you? I, I went pretty far in CIF this year, actually. I'd like to make another run for it. But I'll never forget the first match because I went in there and I picked the kid up and slammed him. And my coach had to tell me that wasn't the type of wrestling that was going on. <laughs> 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 oh, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. And you went pretty well in CIF last year, huh? Oh, yes, sir. I, I, I made myself proud. I do what I wanted to do. So you're looking forward to this year? Yes, sir. Oh, good stuff. Uh, Javon DeAnda, let's talk a little bit about uh, basketball. Yes, you're, you're a quarterback in football. And tell me about the basketball team. Tell me about your talent as a basketball player. Um, It's just last the last couple of years, basketball team hasn't been all that great. But it just helps me as a player, especially for football. Because when we're down and we're not doing as well, just basketball and not always winning just helps me build leadership skills and always pick those kind of guys up.
Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, Javon DeAnda, the quarterback at Hilltop, Gabe Scruggs, uh, one of their star linebackers, a big defender, and Coach Drew Wesling joining us here in our 97.3 at the Fan Studios. Drew, uh, you, you came from a sports family. Okay, your dad's a football coach. I know he's retiring this year. Lisa Nagel, correct? Correct. Okay, he's had a great career. So you grew up in a, a sports family, and, you know, you guys, pro- anything that had to do with the ball, you guys were probably involved with it growing up as a kid, I would imagine. And that was a lot like uh, myself. I, my dad played college football. He was a professional boxer. My brother played college football. He ran track. He was a league champ in wrestling. And then I was the least of the athletes, but I still got a division or a division uh, uh, or college basketball scholarship after being a pretty good baseball player as well. But nowadays... The one-sport athlete, a lot of pressure at a young age. I'm talking kids are still in elementary school, a travel ball. you got a variety of different sports out there. How do you guys share athletes down there at Hilltop? Because you don't have a big school. You have to. And, and I think what's great is that we're all on the same page and that we want multi-sport athletes. I think parents out there, more so than the athletes themselves, are are funneling kids into these one sport specializations and it's really causing more harm than good you're not getting coached in different ways you're not learning different skills you're more prone to injury because you have repetitive movements rather than getting different movement patterns from other sports you want guys to get in other sports because there's that transfer of athleticism that comes from doing different things gage playing linebacker the skills he learns from wrestling in terms of body control leverage those things those transfer javen playing quarterback whereas him playing point guard seeing the floor those things can all transfer and help every sport, even if it's not your primary sport. It's also a great way. Like I, my favorite experience in high school was the freshman B team basketball team. <laughs> I was terrible, but it was so fun because I didn't have pressure in myself. It was all just about having fun. I was like the guy from the Mighty Ducks who just went in and go foul the best player on the other team. Like, but it was a great time, and it recharged my batteries for football. So parents, kids, play everything you can. Uh, we're visiting with Drew Wesley, the head football coach at Hilltop. Gage Scruggs, a big uh, linebacker, doing a hell of a job down there. And Javon DeAnda, their starting quarterback. Gage, I'm going to go back to you. Uh, we uh, talked about wrestling. Let's talk about track a little bit because uh, track is something that you've uh, done for a long period of time. Tell us about your events. Uh, so I started running track in about third grade, and my, my aunt put me in it. And she, she thought it would be a good way, good little use of my time. And I ran on a, a private club team down there, and I went to the I went to the Junior Olympics in fourth grade, and I ran the 400 there, and then I ran I ran for my middle school, and then in about an eighth grade, I figured it was time to get a football shot because I was already like the fast guy, and ever since then I've been more football than track. Well, uh, you're going to do track again this spring, right? Yes, sir. You're yes, not going to get senioritis and just look at the girls down there on the <laughs> campus at Hilltop, right? No, sir. Of course not. <laughs> okay. Cut his mic. You're ready to cut his mic. What Hey, Javen, uh, I'm going to go over to you. Uh, uh, you've been at Hilltop. Uh, tell me a little bit about the school. I mean, I've always uh, enjoyed it. Uh, I love going there because I went there as a baseball coach many years ago, and they sell these bomb dogs. I don't know if you've ever had a, a bomb oh, yeah, dog, but course, I was so excited <laughs> when they brought us bomb dogs at halftime of your guys' football game against Bonita Vista. I had told some people during the week, I wonder if they sell bomb dogs there, and all of a sudden they showed up in the press box. But talk a little bit about the uh, the campus and, and the kids you go to school with and uh, you know just the environment on the campus. Well, we're not the biggest school, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because you see everybody around all the campus, and we're just like one big family. And then you got people coming out to the game, supporting us, congratulate or congratulate to like us, and like it's just great. 
Uh, Gage, I'm going to go back to you right now. And, you know, I realize you guys are going for a league title. You open up league tomorrow night against Shula Vista. You got Sweetwater. You got Mar Vista, the final regular season game. And, and I know you guys want to want to win a championship. But to this point of your high school career, what's your greatest moment? Like my greatest, my greatest accomplishment? Yeah. Oh, let me think about this one. I mean, I'm kind of throwing a curveball at you, but keep yeah. that front side in and go ahead and hammer a line drive somewhere here. I have to say, it would definitely be a named captain. That would probably, I think in life, that, that ranks superior to a lot of stuff. Well, that's great. Uh, Javen, how about you? Ooh, a lot of memories, but accomplishments... I mean, you're a quarterback Def- on a team that's winning football games. Yeah, what, what, no, what's the greatest game? What, what, um, what's the greatest moment when you've walked off an athletic field in your young career right now? Definitely has to be that first game as a starter. I mean, we'll never forget it, like, throughout my whole life. Um, just falling, being back up last year, and then everybody talking about me in the off season, and just going out there and proving that I can do it, getting the respect out of my teammates for a positive season, it's just – Great feeling. All right, Drew, I'm going to come back to you, and I'm going to ask you a question, and and nobody's asked me to ask this question. I'm asking it because I I care about all the football programs and all the athletes in this community. And anybody that can hear me knows what I'm all about, okay? It's all about supporting coaches, supporting uh, athletes. I heard before the school year, just a, a couple of days before the school year, that you were going to be teaching at Castle Park High School, okay? I really don't know how you can balance that, okay, from my standpoint, because I think, and, you know, people out there, if they're in the Sweetwater School District, maybe they can do something here down the road and get you on campus full-time at Hilltop. But I'm a big believer that a head football coach needs to be on campus for a variety of different reasons. I'm not going to go into a big diatribe about that. But I do want to ask you, how do you go about getting to practice and monitoring everything you need to do as a head football coach when you're down the road X amount of miles to the Castle Park and you're talking to their coaches probably during the day and then you got your practice and you got to meet with your assistants. How are you getting this done? Yeah, it's a unique situation for sure. I, there's 84 head football coaches in San Diego, and there's only one who's a tenured teacher who's not at his site, and it's me. So Congratulations. I, yeah, I, I, no one's <laughs> giving me that trophy or that money yet. I don't know what's going on there. But we're really fortunate in that everyone understands it's a unique situation. Our administration has been very supportive, doing everything they can within their power to make sure we have what we need. Uh, our special teams coach, Kurtz Gritz, is our head baseball coach at the school. He has the six-period football weightlifting class, so he's able to take care of a lot of administrative things. And then the best coach I've ever been around is our offensive line coach, uh, Felix Zavala, who does our strength training. And he's our assistant uh, who's on campus the most. He has the keys that I have. He has all the keys and keeps them and, and is able to assist Coach Gritz in that six-period class and kind of be uh, the on-campus coach in this awkward situation. So, you know, like they say, life is, you know, 90% how you respond to the 10% that happens to you. So this happened, and uh, we're making the best of it. And, you know, the best part is we have great players who – really are the most important piece of the puzzle well the most important thing uh aside from taking care of the players uh, you know you got a job and and you're you're making a living you're able to support your family what's a typical day for you i mean when you go to school uh, down to castle park uh, you know take me through your day what it's like it's got to be a little bit crazy it's a little unique yeah we have uh we have three young kids we have a, a five-year-old and then two two and a half-year-old twins so What's been nice about Castle Park is they start a little bit later. They start at 7.55, so I'm able to kind of get my kids ready in the morning before I have to take off, get my oldest on the bus that comes around 7.15, head down to Castle Park, call Coach Saval on the way. Hey, here's the latest and greatest. Can we take care of this? Can we get this done? What's coming up? Um, And and I feel really fortunate that 
my worries about problems coming up or issues in class have been completely qualmed by the behavior and leadership of our seniors. So uh, there hasn't been as many fires to put out that I thought there would, uh, mainly because we have maturity and a great group of kids who are, who are doing what they need to do. But get to school, uh, handle my business at Castle Park, have my phone on at all times ready to tackle any issues that may come up, and then uh, book out of there as soon as I am legally allowed to and head on over to Hilltop and, and get the party started. Oh, that's great. Uh, Gage, I'm going to come back to you. Uh, you know, what are you thinking about college-wise? I mean, uh, th- this is the time of year, you know, you're trying to finish off a, a great football season. You're going to wrestle. You're going to run track. But, you know, your future, you have to be thinking about that. And I know you got some great leadership with your grandfather. I met him tonight, a, a marvelous man. Also, uh, I believe, uh, by his hat, he served in Vietnam, and we thank him for his service to our country. Uh, what are you thinking about school-wise? Uh, I've, well, recently, this past month, I've been thinking I want to – Studied journalism, and I want to be a war correspondent, and I want to cover, like, foreign issues and stuff. Oh, that's great. Now, do you have uh, any idea what college you'd like to go to right now, or you're still kind of sorting that out a little bit? (laughs) I'm getting my applications together, probably like a liberal college on the West Coast, maybe. Oh, that's great. Uh, Javen, how about you? Um, I'd like to be a firefighter, actually, when I grow up. So I'm just trying to stay home. As close as possible, but I'm open to go. I'm from Oregon, so there's that, and just ma- mainly the West Coast. How old were you when you moved down to the Chula Vista area? Um, I want to say 12. I 12? was in sixth grade, uh-huh. so maybe a little younger. Was that 11. tough? Was that tough uh, moving away from your friends after growing up in that area? Well, when I was younger, I actually moved a lot. I was in Arizona and Idaho and Oregon. And then this is so you're well traveled. Yeah. So all right. Kind of, kind of got used to it, just adjusting and adapting all the. That's great. The uh, environments. Drew, talk about these guys a little bit. You talk about the leadership, but but talk about. The, I mean, you got your quarterback here. You got uh, one of your leading tacklers, a guy that's a three sport guy. Talk about these guys here in the final minute or two. Well, I think you know Gage. It was really cool when he said that his greatest accomplishment was being named captain because really having the respect of your peers uh, means everything. And uh, you know, these are two guys I certainly respect and, and love. And having a chance to develop a relationship with them has just been really, really cool for me. And, uh, you know, what's neat is you ask them questions, hey, you know, how's it going? How's your talk? Not one time are they saying, well, it was when I threw for 413 yards and four right. touchdowns. It was when I had 12 tackles. It's always about the team and deflecting praise. And, you know, it's a credit to their families and a and credit to the type of young men that they are. And we have a lot of guys like this. And I think that's why we have a chance if we continue to work hard and take care of business to make a run and, and continue a year that started very well in a special manner. So I'm really the fortunate one, and uh, we're having a lot of fun, and we're going to keep this thing going as long as we can. All right, we've got one minute before i got to get to our national break. Uh, Javen Deanda, I'm going to ask you this question, and I'm going to ask Gage the same question. Describe your head coach. Amazing. No one of a kind. Um, if you haven't seen his Instagram, <laughs> that's <laughs> – that's him all in one. By the um, way, he does show up on Facebook a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. I don't know if he has Twitter, but, like, the social media, that's great because that's just a way to connect with the players and really just be out there. And we're seniors, and really this is his senior year, too, because we, we were fortunate to have him all four years and just kind of build that bond with him, and it's amazing. All right, uh, Gage, over to you for about 20 seconds. Yeah. Coach Wesleyan has about 70, 80 kids. He's my, say he's my dad, one of the greatest men alive. Um, he's like Sean, Sean McVay, but upgraded. 
All right, good stuff. Uh, gentlemen, thanks. Uh, Drew Wesley, uh, thanks for coming in. Always a pleasure to see you. You know how much I think of you. And uh, Gage Scruggs, congratulations. Uh, Javen DeAnda, you guys, good luck uh, tomorrow night. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. We're going to get to the top of the hour. We'll get you an update. When we come back, uh, Braden Soprenin will join me. We're going to start uh, jumping around the county. We'll get you uh, updates from North County and East County. We're going to uh, 11 o'clock on 97.3 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.